We are recording with, I don't even, it feels so long. It's been four days since my last episode. TPC 127. Yeah. July 2nd. I don't think I've taken a four day break since I started this podcast. It feels, it feels forever, man. And it's, it feels weird when I don't do them. And the thing is, is the longer I go without doing them, I I get like very hesitant to do them again. It, like I build it up in my own mind of like oh shit like and I'm always like why the fuck like that's the entire purpose of this podcast is for it to be relaxed no no quota no schedule no routine but leave it to my anxious mind to turn it into one so figure got to oh, no. got to jump back on this bike and it's uh second nature to you man it's, you, hey, you're I just wish very comfortable. I wish man it uh it's um I think it's one of those things where you got to I find it's it's very similar to like not that I know, but like what I imagine is being in zero gravity. It's once you like push it, there's no force acting on it to stop. So once you do an episode, you do in the next day, then you just start doing them, and there's almost no opposing force until you stop, and then there's like some friction. So actually, that's not at all zero gravity. That's exactly what it's like. It's Newton's first law, right? That has nothing to do with zero gravity. Clearly, I've Sounds lost like it. my exercise routine. <laughs> Push it and then stop. And then I can't get going again. Yeah, yeah, it, but it is. And then once you start, it's it's pretty easy just to keep going. Just do what you yeah, did the last day. It, it, it's getting up and getting on that stupid Peloton yeah. is the hardest part. Once I'm on there, it's nothing. Once you walk well, into the on gym. The couch looking at that thing. No, it is not gonna do it. Yeah, once you walk into the gym, or once you just start walking on the street, and you get your music in, it literally take the first three steps and you're fine. But goddamn, right. if the if the climb to just get to the point where you put sneakers on, it's you're right. It is. Yeah, that's why I do it. The fr- as soon as I wake up, I do it because the less time I give myself to think about it, the less time I have to come up with reasons to procrastinate so if i just wake up and start my mind is like well let's just take a break let's talk about it and it's just like it's we don't negotiate with terrorists that's how it is i'm just get up go put the sneakers on and it's well should we talk about maybe you know a prisoner exchange i'm like no fuck off we're going red white and blue that's how i do it i go guantanamo bay on it it worked you know i when i was in the best shape of my life i was playing ball at the gym at 5 30 three days a week yeah in the middle of winter getting up at five o'clock in the morning and putting on your sweats and everything when it's 30 below yeah sucked but man you know once you got there and you started playing ball and start feeling good you feel good the rest of the day you feel amazing the rest of the day right right. and i'm not there right now obviously i've this this uh lockdown is Helped me to put on like thirty pounds. I think it's done that with everyone. I've, I've kept it off for most of the lockdown. I think in the last two weeks or so, I think I've put on a couple pounds. I, I think the beast finally caught up with me. But fuck it, whatever. It goes. It comes and goes. So it's the least I of my problems. You, it's the least. I, I hear you. So you sent me a link about the B twenty one Raider. The Pentagon saying that they were going to deploy it to the Pacific. Which I thought was insane because it is it has been so hush hush. Like I think I think it was John McCain, the late John McCain. I think went to I think went to Northrop's headquarters or something to go because you know he had I guess certain clearances. I don't know if he was on the intelligence com- or one of the committees, but he yeah. had, if anyone could go see what was going on, it was him. I guess other than at the time it would have been Obama. But he went and apparently all he was told was that said it was so under wraps, it was so strict that they were so hell-bent on not letting anything slip out, not some F-35 fiasco where China seems to have an F-35 before we do. He said that he was told, quote, it has wings and it is capable of flight. And that was it. That's what the B-21 Raider is. So it that could be anything from the right flyer to the space shuttle. So, but the ironic thing about it, Tommy, is they're releasing these sketches yeah. and they're doing little, little commercials that show what it's going to look yeah. like, yeah. and they're making it a very public thing. Yeah. So I'm very suspicious as to what the heck is really going it's, on here. 
Uh, there's We're going to no, deploy our secret plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? It's. I think because it's supposed to look so similar to the B-2, I imagine that's one reason why. Is like there's not, you know, there's not some secret shape. It's not. It's not like the F one seventeen. It's not the SR seventy one. It's. I mean, it's It's little. If anything, it's going to be more geometric with even fewer lines. But it, it kind of looks like it's going to be the B two. So without the sawtooth trailing edge. Yeah. So maybe that's why they're. Everything else about it, it's it clearly is still hidden. But maybe. Maybe this really is. This is like they're going to change the radar absorbing material, and there's going to be a lot of internal shit. But yeah, it doesn't seem to be some like paradigm shifting shape. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's part of the. Maybe it's a psyop. Maybe that's part of it. Is well, uh, but that would mean that essentially strategic bomber design reached terminal velocity in the, the late eighties. Yeah. And that's hard for me to believe Yeah, that 30 years later, we've still got the same fundamental shape. I mean, look at the difference between a World War II fighter and a Korean War fighter and a Vietnam fighter and a Desert Storm fighter. Each one is, it's not just evolution, it's revolution. Yeah. Yeah. And, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's like the shark. Or they say the shark stopped evolving like 500 million years ago because they they nailed it. Maybe the B two, maybe the flying wing is just. You can do some stuff. You can change the sawtooth back. Maybe that's just the. If you wanna, if you wanna just be some silent killer, maybe the, it's like the Great White. Maybe it's just like, hey man, that's your design. There's a lot of internal. I don't know. It's maybe it doesn't look like this at all. Maybe we're gonna see it. And it looks nothing like this. It could all be a great big MacGuffin. It is, yeah. It's we just don't know. We 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 don't know. Yeah, but I think you pointed out in the last one of our conversations is it's odd how it's it's being like it's been announced and like officially disclosed its existence long before it's it's at least what we know to be deployable. Normally with this stuff, it's. I mean, it is like it is the blackest of the black. You know, it's it's in there with like the Roswell saucer, and it's not until there's some leak somewhere down the road, and it's like finally they acknowledge its existence. This is weird because it's almost like it's almost like an up and coming college athlete, like they're getting hyped up before they've ever won a professional championship. It's kind of yeah. weird. This isn't what we normally do. No, it really isn't. Um... You think about what the F one seventeen and and uh, testers or somebody yeah, came out yeah, with yeah. a model kit that of course called the Manta, yeah, based on what everybody thought was the was the uh, stealth fighter. And here it looked nothing like it. They just took the SR seventy one's nose and put bat wings on it. Yeah, and everyone was all excited and and uh, they didn't release the reality of it really until it was used in war. So. Even though they acknowledged it existed in what '88, something like that. No matter how, nobody knew. Nobody knew what it was capable of until that night in Desert Storm, shock and awe. Yeah. And I remember sitting there. I was uh, in in law school. I was directing a church choir and doing some things to earn. I called the church choir and said, "We're not coming tonight. We're going to watch shock and shock and awe." Yeah. Because that's what it was. Yeah. It was so revolutionary. Everyone was so, I just, no one could believe it. And like you pointed out, when Peter Arnett's sitting there in Baghdad yeah. trying to broadcast, and everyone was calling him uh, a traitor and all this, and he, it's going off. Yeah. And sure enough, static. Yeah. It just ends. It was, yeah. It was amazing. How do you make that kind of a revolutionary leap over Again. a B2? Yeah. I don't that, know. It, you know, I, something happened in the world that's very interesting. And, and I, I'm sh I'm relatively certain it's not related, but did you see that the missile factory outside of Tehran blew up the other day? I did not see that. Yeah. <laughs> it started out as just, oh, people in Tehran are reporting a large explosion fireball north of the city. Well, guess what happens to be there? Missile, ballistic missile facility. And, and so now we've acknowledged in the press that this happened and the story that's being sent out is, oh, is this cyber warfare? I don't know. Can cyber warfare 
blow up a facility and create this big fireball? I, maybe. I mean, they were able to get the uh, centrifuges to spin yeah, out of control. Stuxnet. So maybe, but yeah, Stuxnet. But it sure looked like, to me, it looked like a precision strike. You think maybe the B-21 got its first check? Its first it, line on the fuselage? It, but, you know, that seems so unlike Trump for all his faults. One thing he has not done, to his credit, he's not dragged us into war. And you would think Yet. bombing a military base in Iran would take us there. But the Iranians, of course, haven't said anything. What are they going to say? Oh, they went through our airspace with impunity and bombed our capital. Well, that's the exact argument is like why UFOs would never be disclosed. Because it's like the entire, it's like, um, who's his face in Chernobyl? Was it Khrushchev? He's, our power comes from the perception of our power. If you come out and say there are Mach 50 flying saucers going over the White House and they're not ours... Well, all of a sudden, you don't look like Big Bad Uncle Sam anymore. So you're right. Do you want to come out and say those... Because you can point all the fingers you want and say those Big Bad American Capitalist Pigs and the White... Or the Great Satan, whatever those nicknames they have for us. Very flattering. But, yeah, at some point you have to admit, well, how did it happen? It was a a precision strike. So you, you got owned by the great you know, the great satan right you don't want the to admit satan it just came out and said i think it was the we don't have an ambassador to iran we have an envoy because we don't have diplomatic relations but he came out and said president trump has not ruled out the use of force to stop iran from developing a nuclear weapon just days after this explosion at their missile factory it's all very suspicious it is I mean, are we going to be listening to the equivalent to Skunk Works in 2050? And it's, you know, and this was you the might first strike. I won't be. <laughs> I think you life extension. We're got either either we're all going to be alive or none of us will. I think it's a. I think there's either going to be life extension or it's going to be the pandemic. I don't think there's any any middle ground. <laughs> but it's no in between there. Huh? No, but yeah, would it be that one thing? I always. The, my, the conspiracy that I have a, a particular soft spot for is the um, do you remember the Tianjin explosions and I think 2016 might have been 2015 they no. it was in China it was like some rubber plant and there's like three successive explosions I'm sure if you see one of the, one of the videos that you'll it'll come back right back to you because it was like these things were insane there are videos on YouTube where it's, it is just insane like one thing I always thought was there's my favorite conspiracy is that the Chinese, I guess, president, I don't know if it was Xi Jinping at the time, whoever it was was supposed to be in that city that day. Ricochet rabbit, Xi Jinping? Yeah, is that, yeah. And it's, <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. No, I don't give a shit, dude. Red, white, and blue, man. It's, it's either he was supposed to be there. I forget who, but it was also like the day after they did like a huge devaluation of our currency. It's mm-hmm. like all conspiracies, there's a million loose ends, and if you look at any of them, you can easily poke holes into to it, but because I like them so much, I like to ignore those and just <laughs> entertain the fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my favorite conspiracy about the Tianjin explosion is it was a, it was a rods from God from... Uh, from space or it was at the time I guess it hadn't been disclosed but it was it was the successor to the B2 but the idea is that it was an American strike yeah because it yeah I don't know how do you make that how do you make that quantum leap like the F117 is was so insane the B2 was so insane not a bomber but the SR71 was so insane they all made such crazy leaps you have to because I think you and Aaron talked about you and you Aaron and I talked about this last time, but it's easy to look back at these things with all of its classified, knowing the history, having read books, you can watch the news reels, and go, oh, they had no idea this technology existed. But you gotta, you can't look at it that way. You gotta look to look at it right now. You have to think what would be truly baffling. It can't be something predictable because that wouldn't be the same quantum leap. I don't know if I'm making my point. It's it would have to be something insane that you couldn't imagine. 
because we can imagine the right. F one seventeen. We can imagine the B two. It's those are those are common now. What would be the next thing? Yeah, it would have to be something like, yeah, a missile silo blowing up. Yeah, and keep in mind, uh, I, I think I sent you a link. We were talking about the how much the author of Skunk Works over protested about hypersonic weapons and aircraft. And it turns out the SRAM, the something, something air launch missile back in 72, was hypersonic. Yeah, I read that link before. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier and today. so this is 1972 hypersonic missile, um, which they said they didn't produce, but they had. And at that time, they had the SR-71, which was capable of strike. We know that it was. Yeah. So this technology has been around a long time, and and then there was the uh, unfortunate accident where an American cr- cruise missile struck the Chinese embassy. That just happened to have parts from our downed stealth fighter. Um, you know, it was just an errant missile. When was that? Oh, you haven't heard about that? No. Well, you know, when when they uh, in uh, Croatia when they actually shot down the F one seventeen, and the 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 uh, rebels who found the wreckage sold it to the Chinese, and the Chinese, of course, carted it off to their embassy. Well, ah. it just happened that an U.S. cruise missile went off course and struck that embassy. Oh, shucks. Yeah, now this was in the Clinton years. So, Whew, how does that happen? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not that far fetched to think that this was an actual strike against Iran, but it couldn't have been an F one seventeen or an F twenty two or an F thirty five. The range to get there. Yeah. Where would they have taken off from? I, what is that? Um... What is that that new drone that they say is going to be a tanker? The RQ-170? Yeah. Could uh, it's one thing I've often thought about is imagine having a stealth uh, a stealth refueler. Right. So if you have a stealth craft, you can go stealth refuel and you can keep going. If it is in fact a tanker, you're absolutely right, but those drones that tend to be pretty slow, don't they? I I don't know. It's Yeah, it is. It is odd thinking about it. I also often think about what about the uh, the stealth chopper that went down in the Bin Laden raid. Yeah. Like whatever yeah, happened I, to those pieces? Uh boy, I know that they wanted to get them back. I think that uh, that uh, Pakistan gave some of them back after holding onto them long enough to probably three D model them and sell them to China. Um, I, I'm sure it was a, basically a silent black helicopter like we've heard about for all these years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it gets it gets into so many, like, shadows and conspiracies start to become plausible. But it's back to hypersonics. So the one thing I that stuck out to me about that article that you sent me from The Drive is mm-hmm. talking about, you know, slapping a nuclear warhead on this thing. And it would be for... Almost like, almost like if you if you were to just be like snake, I think they said snaking through enemy defenses. So it'd be like you're underground, you have your own laser, and you're just burning a hole directly where you need to go. Yeah. The idea was to give these B-52s some hypersonic stealth nuclear-tipped missiles, and they would just you don't have to nuke the whole nation. You can just sort of burn a line in the Soviet Union radar defenses. They would never pick up the stealth. And then when the nuke went off, the radar would just would not exist anymore. I'm sure I'm butchering this. And the B-52 would fly in and on its way. Once it dropped its payload, then it would probably be shot down. But it would have the ability to get there. But they also mentioned it would have a secondary role of able to shoot down early warning radar uh, Soviet aircraft. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it being a secondary role and a much less known secondary role. But I think that's kind of weird because we also just found out in the last month or so about the secondary role of the F-117 being able to shoot down a Soviet AWACS. And it's the same, it's almost in like the same light, a secondary role of shooting down some radar detecting plane. What it, I'm trying to piece the puzzle pieces together. What's 
getting these crumbs and they look similar and it's yes. 40 years down the road after I, I don't know what the what it points to but it you're right hypersonics the f-117 being able to do things that we didn't think they could do ben rich just almost almost humorously denying hypersonics and skunk yes. works well unofficially saying that the d21 drone was hypersonic by saying it went 4,000 miles an hour that's Mach 5.2 despite in other terms in other parts of the book saying that hypersonic would never be possible not even with the drone I'm ranting but there are some like I don't know I feel like we're archaeologists and we're unbrushing like a couple pieces did we come across an ancient chicken or did we just come across a t-rex like what are what's poking through the surface and the, the, the stark contrast to all of this is the b-52 designed in the late post-war years <laughs> it'll be flying for a hundred years and we're saying oh they couldn't possibly be not made this advance in all this time and but here we are with yeah. that straddle fortress flying for a hundred years yeah so I guess maybe there you could say to some extent when you find something that works. Yeah, don't fix what isn't broken. Uh, right. And on the other hand, you've got, I, I'm sure you've seen that story about the F-22 flying upside down above the Iranian F-14 and telling them you better go home. Isn't and that, they didn't even know it was there until they turned on the radio. Isn't that Top Gun? <clears throat> no, that's, that's real. That's a real story. It really happened. So, I mean, yes, it was in Top Gun as well, but it's not realistic in Top Gun. But yeah. this really happened. And so you can imagine how they could sneak up on a Russian AWACS. You can fly right up above an enemy warplane. And F-14 is not exactly cutting edge, but still a, a very yeah. dangerous plane. And they don't even know you're there. So whatever happened in Iran whether it was a hypersonic weapon. I mean, who knows how far away it was launched, by what platform, uh, whether it was a cyber attack. I don't know, but I really want to find out because there's just too much going on. I think you're like, like you said, it's like the blind man trying to describe an elephant. Yeah. One guy's got the tail, one guy's got the, the nose, one guy's got a foot, yeah. one guy's got the side. What are we looking all at? All confused, right? Yeah. Everybody gives a different description, but the, the truth is, probably nothing like we anticipated yeah the rod from god i mean you know maybe the space plane had something to do with it i, I don't know yeah who knows yeah it's and i guarantee you the fact that they let us know when that thing is launched and when it's recovered that's just one hmm. who knows how many of them they've got that, that do that yeah. they're not telling us when they're up there and when they're not yeah and there, there's no reason for them to say it it's yeah it's it is trying to yeah some blind guys trying to describe an elephant it's what is all going on what is why are the f-117s not retired why does the b-21 look like the b-2 is the f-35 a front to funnel money to other programs well never what's never gets brought up is what about the 2037 bomber? This was I think this was announced late 2000s, maybe mm -hmm. early 2010s, mm -hmm. that it was going to replace. I believe it was either going to replace the B1 or B52, but that doesn't make sense because they want the B52 flying till 2050. But it's right. called the 2037 bomber because it's supposed to come in in 2037. And I think the Wikipedia page, I haven't looked at it in a while, but it also they go on to talk about the b21 so this isn't some like mixing of names like right different program so what is that what is the 2037 bomber what is what about rail guns do we even need these hypersonic stealth cruise missiles if shit you get a rail gun that is hypersonic i mean yeah. that's a shell man you put some fins on that thing or you get that it's thing kinetic. you don't even need a warhead do no, you? <laughs> something you, like that you shoot that puppy 200 miles or my favorite idea putting a rail gun on a 747 <laughs> just get that fucker like you get that thing go right at the border of the enemy mm -hmm. nation you know like the u2 will go right up on the border but is that 70,000 feet so do some trigonometry and it can look how many miles into it right 
imagine if you get a C5 or a 747 up there, which (laughs) put a railgun on that thing, man. Load the whole shit. They have the YAL 2000, right? That B40, or not B47, B52, loaded with a... Loaded with power banks, and it's supposed to be one big laser, and it was going to shoot down ICBMs. Yep. I think it was right after 9-11 when it was just a, a defense contracting field day. Shit, why not put a railgun on that thing, man? Why not? And they have lasers on Navy ships. Yeah. They're, they're admitting yeah. that they have. Oh, wait. Oh, they are? I don't know why I said oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. USS Ponce. Um, it, it had a laser on it, and they it was it was a command and control ship with a laser and they just retired the pods, but the laser's been remounted on another ship. I don't remember what it was, but it's certainly the Zumwalt could certainly carry that thing. It generates more than enough power. And this is out in the open. We're talking about this. So, yeah, so imagine putting a laser, which they've already done. But imagine you don't need a C-130. If you get a, uh, my favorite concept, an AC-5, just a, yeah. <laughs> but imagine putting one railgun on that thing, because that thing's it's too big and lumbering to fly a tight circle. But right, what if you put a railgun on that and you put it right up on the border, get that Ooh. thing going in and just do do do. What if you could lock? What if you could just let off a salvo like a C one thirty, but its range is just a hundred times as far. I just wonder about the recoil of putting a, a real gun. That, that would take much smarter men than you and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> big rubber band. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Seriously. Put it on a, yeah. It's not It's not for us to decide. But No, no. I, fl- flying cannon, though, it's been done before on a smaller scale. The A-10 literally is a flying cannon. C-130 literally has a, what, a 105 on it? Yes. Yeah. I mean... And didn't wasn't there some some fuss a couple weeks ago? I've been completely unplugged from everything for the last like four days. But wasn't there a big fuss a couple weeks ago that Trump announced a hypersonic missile at like his he said it's West, coming? Yeah, he said like his West really, Point speech. It's going to be the best, the best ever. The, be, yeah, the best, the biggest, bigliest, fastest. Yeah, but didn't yeah. he announce it? He said something. I remember hearing it on hearing it on the news. My parents were watching and it. Something about, yeah, go over five times, or I think he said it's it's not hyper like, it's not hypersonic threshold like Mach five because hypersonic covers Mach five and up. Yeah. So it's and up. I mean, when I was in high school, they launched the X forty three A Wave Rider. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember that what that thing got to. I think it was like Mach nine. Might have been more than that. So. So he just announced that, again, out in the open, a hypersonic missile that could hit a target within 11 inches from, like, what? He said something like 5,000 miles? Yeah. So what the, what is all going on? It's, you got, you're right. You got to at the same time. You got to take all these pieces. Yeah, these pieces that normally get sprinkled years apart. You're, we're getting 10 of them all within, like, 2020. But my friend, it seems like China doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Look at what they're doing with Hong Kong. It's not like they're worried that we're going to do something to them. Yeah. And are they are they in India still still waving their dicks around at their border? Is that similar? They're trying out? to back down and Trump is actually doing his best to support that. Which I don't know, it's in our best interest to stir that pot up a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> But China's forward deployed one of its amphibious assault carriers, and uh, they've done, just passed this legislation in Hong Kong where they jail you for criticizing communism. And I mean, it's always works out well, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always uh, ends well. <laughs> it's it's really interesting. They don't seem to care. I think they're gambling that Trump is too engaged with COVID-19 and, and the race riots and all that, that he's not going to do anything. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see, but it's what? really brinksmanship. Yeah. We haven't had this since the Cold War, right? Because mm, no. China's in, no Soviet Union, but... They're also they're, not Iraq. <laughs> they're also yeah, right. not They're also not one of those, those sand buckets. It's... Because... 
early 90s, late 90s, 2000s, even with Kosovo and Serbia. All of those, it was like we could do brinkmanship with them because we weren't worried about actually going over the line. There was no, like, right. let's hope they don't call our bluff. When they call our bluff, we'd send in 100,000 troops, F-117s, and we'd mm-hmm. fuck them six ways from Sunday. And we weren't worried about really any, sure, you know, you get a tongue lashing from the UN, but whatever, that's a rite of passage. It's yeah, it's not since, I mean, really starting with what? Like the Berlin airlift, that was the... F- that was the first time where it was like we kind of both we both met right it's the, the two dogs both met and their leash was just right there and it was like you don't want to be the weak man you don't want to be a pushover but if you do try to establish dominance you might wipe out civilization Cuban missile crisis exactly Perfect he just blinked yeah we yeah. We haven't quite, we haven't had that since what, 91, 89, 91. Now it kind of, anyone else does it, you know, America, rah, rah, we'll go in there and fuck them up and, you know, let them know it's up. You know, what what happened right at the beginning of Trump's administration? Who's the country that he shot? Like, there's some gassing and he shot like a, there's like a salvo of cruise missiles. Syria? Might have been Syria, might have been, I don't know. Yeah, he shot like 70 cruise missiles or something. At mm-hmm. some compound. That's a case of like, we're not afraid to actually throw the punch. Like, there's no, I'm gonna hit you, I'm gonna hit you, whatever, I don't wanna fight today. Like, that's one of the cases where America goes up and says, I'm gonna hit you, and they do it, and then we knock them the fuck out. Mm-hmm. China is like, they're just crazy enough and just powerful enough that, like, do we want, do you wanna call their bluff? The, and also, we have to keep in mind that China is is very different because we're not engaging them in Africa or no proxy wars, Middle East. Uh, we would be engaging them mostly on the high seas and a long way from home. Yeah, right in their backyard. So, yeah. and they've got a billion, three hundred million people there's no way we could go in to invade china any more than we can invade russia so where exactly are we engaging them i'd be on the south pacific right um southeast asia i'm sure i'm sure there are some proxy wars somewhere i mean we're not there's no way that we're china india that's i mean if you're a if it's too juicy to not push one side or the other. I mean, every conflict is. It just every conflict is forever, going back 10,000 years. You're never going to just sit back and be like, huh, let's see how this one plays out. You've always got an agenda that if you can push it forward even an inch, you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine I imagine we're doing all sorts of covert shit in Hong Kong, if, if only just cyber. I'm sure it's we're doing black op shit there. I don't know if men on the ground, I don't know. Sending over Dale, I don't know. But uh, probably, you know, James Bond went to Hong Kong all the time. It must be a very good place to be a secret agent. You know Dale actually did serve as a Dale Comstock Delta Force. Mm-hmm. He actually he actually did serve as like a bodyguard to some guy in Hong Kong. No kidding. Who was a billionaire? Or it might even juicier, it might have been Shanghai. I don't remember. But yeah. <laughs> Dale's been over there. Wow. Some I just don't see any of this like not going on. I don't see I just don't think that's how the game is played. Maybe it maybe I have a fantastic James Bond, Jason Bourne, 007, you know, image in my head and none of this shit actually happens. Right. But there's also too much stuff that gets declassified 50, 60, 70 years after the fact. And you're, in fact, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> we were doing that. We were there. I mean. You're absolutely right. I mean, even Bond's creator, Ian Fleming, a lot of the stuff that he wrote about, he knew from being in the SAS. He was the real thing. Yeah. And we didn't know that till years later, but. 
he was real. He he showed up in um, Operation Paperclip a little bit. Yeah. Didn't Tom Clancy, didn't one of his games or something or one of his books, didn't it have to do with the F-117 having an air-to-air capability? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember which one. Red Storm Rise? I don't remember which one it was. It's, yeah. But you're right. I just, I don't know what it would be. I'm trying to. I mean, well, if there... yeah, and it has no radar, so how does it lock in on, on anything? <sighs> no radar that we knew of, right? I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's at a point now where it's like, it's, I mean, so we thought, because up until 2020, it was well, this thing didn't have an air to air. So if it's now, it's okay. Well, it did have an air to air, but it didn't have radar. It's like fool me once, right? Infrared? I I don't know. I mean, you have all kinds of different ways to lock onto an enemy aircraft. Infrared, radar, um, things we don't know about, I guess. But how do you put an air-to-air capability in an aircraft that it's not really a fighter? That's a misnomer. It doesn't even have radar. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't either. And that's where we need Aaron here to tell us how exactly. Because well, <laughs> well, I'm Aaron's, I'm in, in, Aaron's involved. Make no mistake, Aaron's involved. Yes. He does stuff for NASA. Uh-uh, I don't trust him, Aaron. If you're listening, I don't <laughs> trust you. Um, but one, do what? A, do you give any? I don't know. Legitimacy to the idea of it has a million different names. But it's it's it kind of what it's what ties in the Aurora, the successor to the uh, SR seventy one, and it's the idea that there is a plane, much like the XB seventy, and this thing is called the SR seventy five Penetrator, and it looks a lot like the XB seventy, but instead of going Mach three, it's hypersonic. It can go to actually it has a lot of the same specs or performance specs is the D21. It can go 4,000 plus miles per hour. It can go to 125,000 feet. And then it, and this is all, none. there's no fact in any of this, so tune out if you're hoping for that. And then on top of it, it was supposed to carry the SR, I think it's the SR-91, but it's the, no, sorry, the SR-74. So the SR-75 is the mothership that is about the same size as the XB-70. And the SR-74 was what we would also call the Aurora. And it can't take off from a runway. It has to be, it has, it's a parasitic uh, reconnaissance plane that has to be launched from the spine of this craft up at hypersonic speeds already. It ignites the rockets and it can push something like Mach 20 plus and basically go into orbit and mm-hmm. it's pretty similar to like the idea back in the 50s of the X-20 dinosaur D-Y-N-A-S-O-A-R dynamic soaring which itself comes from the Silbervogel back in the 40s but these those were to be launched on rockets whereas the Aurora is supposed to be launched off the back of this XB-70-ish uh, mothership I feel like that doesn't get as much talking about because even with the B-21 or the 2037 bomber, or even in 2013, them talking about the Aurora, there's still a really big old gap between the SR-71's retirement and present day, because there's no official successor. Oh, satellites. Satellites. Yeah. They've taken all over. Yeah. I believe it for a minute. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, you have... All these, all these former guys saying that there's nothing like overflight. So you satellites, you'll always be able to predict them, detect them, schedule their patterns. But there's <laughs> one, one thing Aaron said was very, very humbling to me. He he had a comment about this, and he said, "Well, my orbital mechanics are a little bit rusty." Yeah. <laughs> well, you're what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Do you know who you're talking to, man? <laughs> We're both sitting here <laughs> like orbital what? mechanics. Don't bring science into this. Yeah, don't bring science into this. It's supposed to be pure fun, <laughs> not based in fact. But <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I'm I'm like racking my brain right now. 
I'm, is it all this simple? Is there just the B-21 in the pipeline? The F-22 successor, the PCA, the 2037 bomber? Is the B-52 just gonna keep getting upgraded? Is it really, is it really just that? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. When has it ever been just the things that have been publicly acknowledged? What ever. A, what a great, what a great psyop that would be. Yeah. Well, sure would be. Sure would be just to intimidate people into wondering what's really out there. But and then have nothing come out. It really just be what you were saying. I mean, we told you there was nothing else. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's what I said uh, the other week about the F seven F one seventeen, with the air to air. Maybe this wasn't a capability. But by saying it 40 years later, and it's like, we didn't even know about that. That sets up the, okay, well, now we know that they're always lying. Right. Always. What better way to come in and just put it all out on the table, knowing that they're not, you can tell them the truth, and they are never going to believe you. Right. I don't know. Right. That's and then you really right. and then, trust the government. Yeah. And then you've really fucked everyone for the next century because it's now we don't know <laughs> if it's <laughs> if it's a lie or the truth. It, yeah, we don't. And we're never going to know. There will always be things we never hear about. Thankfully, that are never used in war. And I'm sure there are many things that were used in war that the other governments know we have, but we don't know. The average Joe has no idea. I'm sure, uh, yeah, not, yeah. not just in terms of fighter craft and reconnaissance planes and bombers, but in terms of personal equipment, uh, weapons, yeah. sensors, all yeah. kinds of things that we don't know about. I'm sure Dale Comstock didn't tell you everything he carried with him and what he used it for. And I think Dale tells me about 1% of what he's done. <laughs> it's Probably about, right. Yeah, no, you're right. Stuff that doesn't even, yeah. You know, you're, you you watch James Bond, and you think, oh, that's that's incredible, that's stupid, it's so outrageous. But a lot of that stuff has its basis in reality. Yeah. You know, the car when he got the Aston Martin that could project images on itself so it would become invisible. Yeah. That's real tech. Yeah. No, I real tech. Yeah. No, I absolutely believe that. Yeah. That, that that's not sci-fi anymore. No. Yeah. It's true self invisibility. Is it just another level of like? We're chasing the wrong rabbit hole. We're thinking that all these bombers and penetrators and reconnaissance and fighters, and we're thinking, here's what they're telling us. The reality is a level above that. Could it be that it's not that it's up here? It's that it's over here. It's the, look at this hand. What if it's just something, it's not drone, what if it's just nanobots? I don't know. What if there's just like a next generation? What if we? What if we've achieved quantum supremacy with computing, and then we no longer need better aircraft because we can just hack whatever? Cool, you got a, you got your own B two. We can hijack. I don't have any doubt that there's a skunk works that's into quantum computing. I don't doubt that for a second. In James Bamford's um, NSA super the ultra secret shadow factory, sorry shadow factory, the ultra secret post nine eleven NSA. It's a book that came out in like two thousand four. But he talks about towards the end of the book, and I remember looking it up because I wanted to find more about it. I can't. But he, he talks about IARPA, <clears throat> and it's intelligence, but it's for, it's the NSA's DARPA. Yes. And, like, DARPA is, like, DARPA's secret, but it's also, like, sexy. You hear about it, right? It's in movies. Oh, this is new DARPA tech, right? DARPA. Ooh, DARPA. You know, they created the internet in the 50s. But mm -hmm. I'd never heard of IARPA until that book and i think well, you he, know it's there yeah so that means there's a darpa of of computing yeah because dude if you can if you can achieve quantum supremacy we, you don't need to make the next generation bomber you can just yeah. hijack theirs and fly it into a mountain or fly it over you the wrong target more than that you can you do can whatever do take a chinese yeah. bomber and go put it right over the uk bomb the UK and now justify an invasion of China. You can do any, go bomb China. Go put it in the ocean. Yeah. Go do something weird. Go put it in Madagascar. Like, mm -hmm. what if that's just like, because that would be the ultimate mind fuck. is if everyone's looking for what's in Skunk Works, what's at Groom Lake, what's at, in reality, it's just, it's not even like a physical thing. It's just right. software. 
and that software is the key to AI. Yeah. Which is the key to the true next generation of weaponry. If you get AI, yeah, you don't. I think if you had, if let me know how how long you can go. By the way, I know you got. I don't even know what time it is. <laughs> one, oh, it's five to one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good for right now. We can go to one o'clock. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's the more I'm thinking about it, I think that's what it would be. Is it wouldn't even because didn't in Skunkworks they talked about how they made they made false user manuals for a U2 yes. that flew f- slower and lower than the CIA U2. Yes. And then they had the CIA disperse these uh, artificially aged manuals with coffee stains and cigarette burns and grease, right. and they yelled them, they put them out in the sun, and then mm-hmm. those sneaky motherfuckers went and they dispersed them in the Soviet Union. The Soviets found this going, uh-oh, the U-2, like, the next generation is actually worse than the previous. Meanwhile, non-sci-fi... We're building a Mach 3, 85,000-foot SR-71, and we're like, oh, no, look at the U-2 over here. Meanwhile, on the edge of space, that's happening. And that's not conspiracy. That's what we know what happened. Yeah. What makes you think that the B-21 is being deployed to the South China Sea? Ooh, <laughs> this is what it looks like. Ah, the aurora is going to come out. Watch yeah. out. And there's something else, whether it's a craft or whether it's software. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah nanobots. Um, yeah. Could be, it could be just about anything. And, and you're right. We probably are so far off. Yeah. We'll look at this in 10 years and say, man, we were so misled. Yeah, just butchered. Uh, uh, you know I, I can think of an op uh, an example just from my life I just got this MacBook Pro I had my last MacBook since 2013 the difference is almost indescribable and it's just a MacBook yeah updated every bit of the technology is incredible and the way it works with software and the internet and the audio video capabilities it's just it's unbelievable what they fit into this thing and this is like the bare bones basic yeah freshman in college yeah yeah Yeah. i I got one last august i got a 2019 Mm -hmm. i had a i had an august 2014 before that and i had an august 2009 before that so five Mm -hmm. i remember when i got the 2004 i ended up breaking it but like getting this one and looking back to that one yeah and you're right. This is just the MacBook. Right. This is just it's the opposite of it's the opposite of covert. <laughs> you're Exactly. By the time one's released, you're you're disseminating official rumors for next year. It's Yeah, and and all of that is packed right in here. And and more. This yeah. you can't see yeah, it yeah, in my yeah, background. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's all in there. Probably more computing power than an F117 ever dreamed of. Or even an F twenty two, maybe even maybe even the first gen B two. I don't know. That thing came out in eighty nine, man. That came out yeah. before. That came out like seven years before N sixty four. Isn't right. that amazing? So it. I know we got another minute, but it it almost sucks because it gets to this point of like potential realities and possibilities that it starts to get so off in the ether in the upper atmosphere no pun intended that it almost has as much credibility as any wacky conspiracy theory because once you get down to trying to really what could it really be is it just software quantum supremacy IARPA well now you're just opening the floodgates to it could be anything. And now you're back at square one. <laughs> it could be anything. All right. Great progress, man. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, AI is getting so advanced. I just saw last night some dude made a new Iron Maiden song using AI and sampling all their lyrics and their music. Oh, shit. And literally created an Iron Maiden song. Oh, like a song. Iron that... Maiden. Oh, so not. Oh fuck! 
Yeah. <laughs> That's like the deep fake of. I remember yeah. seeing a comment about something like that on a Joe Rogan episode. And it was like, there are now so many thousands of hours of Joe Rogan talking with so many different angles and saying so many different words that you, you can now create almost like a Turing test Rogan Absolutely. episode. You could make a new one and slip it in there. Yeah. Who the fuck would know? Nobody. That, Nobody. Yeah. Maybe it's already been done. That Yeah. That's what I mean by like, it could be something not up here, but over here. Yeah. Like maybe it has nothing to do with technology. Maybe it's deep fakes. Like true fake news. Like <sighs> it, it could easily be done and it has been done. There's one going around of Obama in Germany or somewhere saying the average citizen is too simple to make their own decisions. They have to submit to the new world order. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he never said that. <laughs> but it's just No, no, but it's a say brilliant that, but it sure looks deep real. fake. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's for sure a re- reality. But now you got to look at where we are right now in this conversation. Entertaining these things as possibilities. We are now back at square ro- one of just sounding like just whack jobs. It could be a fake video of making fun of some, and it could be nanobots and rods from God and AI and it's just like, okay, man. <laughs> like... All right, take your meds. On your tinfoil hat now. Yeah, but like, the truth hides itself. That'd be a good name for the podcast. You could call it the tinfoil hat. The tinfoil hat? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Tinfoil hat. (laughs) I might change that retroactively, but I got to get some more legitimate guests first before I can throw it away as the tinfoil hat. One day. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll... It is fun, though. Yeah, maybe I'll make, like, Joe Rogan has Fight Companion episodes, where mm-hmm. it's not, uh, it's not like, officially JRE. They're, they're right. just commentating on MMA. Uh-huh. Maybe mm-hmm. if the podcast blows up years down the road and it's actually making money, I'll do, like, Tinfoil... I'll, I'll do Tinfoil Companion instead of Fight Companion. I'll do Tinfoil Companion. And it will just be, like, understood from the get-go, like, hey... You don't need to preface it by saying, okay, I got a funny idea. It would just be expected. Hey, you're coming. This is what this episode is. Like, there doesn't have to be any preface. Okay, like Aaron, like, you know, he's like, I work for NASA, but like, no, you would just come in there and be like, okay, this is what I think is going on. And it's just, it's almost, yeah, it's like non canonical. It's off the record. The there tin, we go. Tinfoil like companion. That. I might have to start that, man. Brilliant, Paul. Thank you, Good sir. Idea. Thank you, sir. You're ready for a spinoff. Yeah, <laughs> tinfoil companion. I'm literally <laughs> writing that down. Yeah, tinfoil <laughs> companion. <laughs> I'll just yeah, I'll just I'll just model it after Rogan's uh, fight companion. Paul Wakeham, thank you, sir. It is one p.m. your time, and uh, thank you for helping me get back on the wagon, knock a podcast out. Hopefully, keep You're going, welcome, my friend. Thank you very much. Stay you safe, too. and uh, all right. Yeah, hopefully, shit doesn't pop off in China. <laughs> Hopefully not. We'll find out. All right, man. I'll see you. Be well. Peace. Thank you.